Ooh, your boy is sleepy and was surprised on that one. It's doing great. It's not doing great. Doesn't, doesn't make a ton of sense, but well, yeah, I'm here. Welcome to the show. This is the show, <laughs> Yo, Is This Racist? I'm your host, Tawny Newsome. That's your host, Andrew T. We got our producer, Oof. Kevin Bartelt. We're the we sweater gang today. To voicemails. We are sweater gang. Sweater gang, mount up. All similar colors, too. Mm-hmm. Mine's a Taco Bell shirt. It is? Mine's Merrill, mm. the outdoor company. Kevin, what's yours? Mine's my old podcast, Maybe Don't. It's the uh, first sample sweater where I discovered I put the logo on the wrong side of the shirt. Yeah, it's pretty unnerving, honestly. I have so I have the <laughs> one edition where the logo was on the right side instead of the left that I wanted, and I went whoopsie and uh, changed that on T Public a couple of years ago. So I get the one where it is off center and in the wrong location. <laughs> it looks a little. Wow. What's over there? I, I guess it looks no. Yeah, nothing off. Nothing is ever there. Yeah, yeah, it's disorienting. Yeah. Andrew, you can't talk about disorienting shirts. <laughs> no, mine is on purpose. Yeah, what's wrong with yours, Kevin? It's off center. It says jazz. There's a cheetah. Oh, that's my no, shirt. No, no. What I, I meant what I meant was like it's like it, it's because it's it's in the perfect, it's just like the complete mirror opposite of where yeah. it should be. It looks like I have the like mirror setting on. Mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't have noticed that. Maybe in person I would have. Maybe I don't think about what side shirts are supposed to be yeah. flaunting. Well, it's only it's only when you look at it for flaunting. a second and you're like, "What? What is up? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong today? What's wrong with you today?" Yeah, I like then, the idea then... of like the the subtle psyop that Kevin's running around in, which is just like destabilizing people a little bit, <laughs> uh-huh. just forcing just them to look off a little, look twice. Yeah, yeah, two different color shoelaces. Mm-hmm. You don't clock it immediately, but some point during the day, you're like, "What? Why is? What's 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 what? what's with this today? What's happening?" Yeah, just gent, you know, just gentle ways of instilling anarchy, and in I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, that's me. This is a this is a weird week. I guess we got to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, boo! Our classic uh, racist holiday, both in the. Uh, traditional. This is, it really is just racist up and down the line. Yeah, there's nothing good about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I will forever say that black people Thanksgiving is exempt because <laughs> we inherited the racist holiday and made it so much better. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we're somehow it's better, but still bad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think it's like. Like, you just have to take it at face value to take a day and have a big meal with the people that you love and know Mm -hmm. that that is built on a bed of racist lies that is the founding of this country and is perpetuated by, um, you know, people coming together with quote-unquote family, but also many people's families in this country are composed of quite bad people. Um. So, and like not perpetuating the, you know, the bullshit narrative that we were all taught as children about (laughs) about indigenous folks and pilgrims and whatever. Like, I don't know. I guess if you have kids, make sure they know that this is just a day to eat a big meal 
with your family yeah. members and don't attach yeah. any of that other fake meaning to it? Is that yeah. the only thing we can do? I mean, even like this, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, you're trying to co-opt this thing, this originally a, um, you know, a story about a group of um, religious extremists um, who violently uh, perpetuate terror and uh, evil upon innocent people of this land. Plus and, gravy. Yeah. There's a, what, like, what else are you supposed to do, really? Um, Eat a green bean casserole. <laughs> I guess you could do nothing. There's probably a decent argument for doing nothing. Um, I have in years past intentionally also like um, been trying to sit out of Black Friday, not sit and participate mm. in that. Um, although, you know, who knows how real that really is. Um, one how thing feel I about was, Small Biz Saturday? Um, yeah, you know, I guess it's like small. The one, you know, here, here's the thing that we can say, which is like the like pinning it all to one day stuff. So, for instance, like, like, um, although I think we're doing uh, Solidarity and Snacks is doing their normal distro this Saturday. I don't, um, I'm not just positive. However, um, if you are doing regular year round mutual aid, um, and I know if you are, you also already know the thing I'm about to say. Um, but, um, you know, feel free, I think, at least in, in the circumstances under which, uh, like, Skid Row operates, um, Thanksgiving and also, like, Christmas week are, like, two of the most, like, we'll call it weekend warrior um, mm. weeks. Um as far as like just like calories and resources that get flooded to places like Skid Row, um, it's on these holidays. So if you're part of a regular, uh, uh, you know, distro that's part of everyone's lives, you can maybe, this is the week, one of the weeks, one of the best weeks to sort of recharge, take a break, um, or do what you need to do with your community um, in, a, in a more relaxing way. Because... The people who won't be there next week are definitely here this week. And the people that only come out on Christmas and Thanksgiving mm -hmm. are in force. So, um, and that like, you know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, someone told me the idea of um, if you are like, maybe you're oppressed for time and you, for whatever reason you aren't able to engage in re regular mutual aid, picking a day that's significant to you where you might do the Thanksgiving or the Christmas thing of like, today I'm showing up, like maybe your birthday or yeah. maybe, you know, yeah. an anniversary with a loved one or something. You can choose that day as your, you know, a few times a year that you. Or money. I think that's, that's yeah, the other side money. of it. That's, it's like, yeah. like it's, it's a little hard sometimes I think for people that like want to do stuff to feel involved, but the reality is like, you know, we always need money. People always need to, and can use those resources in a way that's like often more more efficient if you're truly not going to be able to do this on a regular basis. Not always, of course, but, yeah. you know, think about it. Anyway, as, as, um, as we get into the quote holiday season, you know, I don't, not to be a downer, but it's like people, there are needs uh, in the communities near you 365 days a year and mm -hmm. you know there are community fridges there two are, or three yeah. of them yeah is like you know nice of course but the, it is among the least efficient things you could do um but also being very aware of like 
some Hollywood employed people telling you the importance of donating. That's always a tricky thing too, but it of is. Of course. Yeah. Look, I'm just course. saying that more for me because my instinct was to be like, if you don't have time, give all of your money, which is like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, not, no, no. Not, I mean, the, yeah. not the cutest look from us, but well, it, yes, it is of course, still valuable. Do what you can, but like, truly, if you're only going to come out like two, three, four days a year, these are, you know, if you can, these are these are the least valuable, not not valuable, but the least valuable days you can do it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, maybe maybe just plan something in in uh, a month. Take all the resources yeah. you are going to spend now. Make sure you go out or find a way to um, work in a regular practice or just give money or do what you can. You know, that's the other thing that's been really nice about um, like uh, again, just my experience with solidarity and snacks has been like there's always something you can do. You don't have to be out at the time on. In our case, Saturday mornings at uh, or Saturday afternoon, I guess Saturday at noon, whatever that is, Saturday afternoon at noon, um, destroying supplies. There's uh, logistics to be done all week, and like anything, you know, any part of community, that's there's always shit to do more than you think. Let's see. So yeah, fuck capital T Thanksgiving. I guess okay to lowercase T thanks space giving. Um, Thanks, and also giving, and yeah, I just want to call it like just holiday meal because I really yeah. like cooking, and I really like making a giant meal, and then people come over and they're like, "Whoa, you made all this!" and I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm tired, and you better love it and praise it. <laughs> here's a here's a That's question like. that is maybe better suited for Yoko. We live, but uh, I got some <laughs> a little insider info this weekend when I ran into you. Um, you making that goose? Yeah, man, I'm making a goose. Hell yeah. That's I'm crazy. doing I'm doing everything vegan and then I do one one big meat and fuck a turkey. <laughs> everything and... vegan and one goose. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's not perfect. That's it's what the king perfect. says. <laughs> um but it's how it's how the people around me eat and uh yeah, the goose uh I was going to do a duck, but we have too too many people coming for a duck to feed everyone. So I was in Whole Foods and I was like, what do I do? Do I get two ducks? And I looked at these two ducks and next to it was a goose, which was roughly the size of two ducks. Oh I yeah. Said, I guess I'm doing a goose. Boy, um, what day is it? That's what I feel like. <laughs> it's um, Christmas day, sir. Go to the window and get the fattest goose. <laughs> that's fair, Tawny, because uh, Lee and I are going to do a small thing and I invited a friend who I know hates vegan food and he responded, um... I might just have some Chinese food at my place, but maybe I'll come over after that. <laughs> Aww. See, my thing is, though, I don't even tell, except for the vegans, I don't tell people that all the sides are vegan because I've really, I fooled yep. my black family with sausage stuffing. Mm-hmm. Sausage yeah. stuffing. I fooled black people. They don't know and they don't listen wow. to this, so they'll never know. But especially that's how, like, that, like, there, there's so many, especially if you're going down the, like, fake-ish meat route. You know, both the technology, but also like the 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 meats that you use and things. Just seasoning. Sides, very very replicable. Totally. It's just seasoning and time. The whole thing about vegan sides and stuff, you can't do them day of. You have to have two or three days. Like the flavors have to mm. marinate and mingle. It's a new mommy thing. Anyway, yeah. this is more for oh. the other show. No, we're doing. Yeah, I'm going to do my tip, which is um, like even that time we we had uh, dinner at my place like a couple years ago, and I made the uh, kimchi fried rice with uh, yeah. 
fake hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Can't tell. It's just like that. There's a specific kind of thing where you're like, why do I eat a rego hot dog? That's crazy. <laughs> there's no need. It's just a paste, a salty paste. Anyway, the thing the thing that makes me crazy is non-vegan mashed potatoes. There's truly no reason on this earth to put dairy in mashed potatoes. It does not make it taste better if you know what you're doing. Mm. And that and that creamed spinach. You do that shit with just like olive oil and garlic. Cream spinach. You getting into white people Thanksgiving foods. Oh, I'm making so collard good. greens. It's so good. <laughs> the collard Cream. greens have been sold out, though. I have three people on the hunt. Literally, Sean is looking in Inglewood. Nate's looking at another neighborhood. I have people on the hunt for collard greens. Was it like on like a BuzzFeed list or something? Did white people get a hold of collards? Was it on a TikTok? I feel like that's impossible. It's but not what do, impossible. What do I know? What, yeah, what do I know? The answer is Haley what Bieber do I know? thought she invented dark lip liner with a lip gloss over it, and every black woman who lived through the 90s ripped their wigs <laughs> off in protest. <laughs> oh, maybe she discovered collard greens. Yeah. Oh my God! If Haley Bieber is the reason I can't get collards in any part of Southern California, I'm gonna freak the fuck out. Probably I'm doing my greens with fucking Swiss chard like a chump. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> tune in next yeah. week to see what happened. <laughs> um, feel like we should say something about uh, the shooting at uh, Club Q in Colorado. Uh, obviously, I anyone who's listened to the show before or has listened to the 10 minutes of the show for the first time knows that we aren't like particularly well equipped to talk about stuff like this. Um, You know, I think the thing that perpetually should be said is like, this is, this is sort of, you know, to tie into any part of like what we're dealing with now, this is like exactly the result of um, specifically Republicans have been using this um, demonizing LGBTQ people as, um, targets for their right-wing fascism. Uh, to the extent that, you know, this this is one of many, and it unfortunately will continue. I think the things that are, are worth saying is the cops 100% did not stop this. They had a choice. They they had a chance to many times to, to deal with this kid and in any sensible, non, like, I don't know, white supremacist um the Christian nationalist police system, this probably wouldn't have happened, but that's not what we have. And so, yeah, the fucking horrible cops had nothing to do with apprehending this person. It was the people in the club. Um, and as always, it is the community that fucking keeps each other safe. Um, yeah. You know, and and this is like another another reminder of that. Um, you know, obviously we, I guess, don't have specific, special, or unique insight to offer. Um, no, just we just sh- empathy, obviously, and just sadness that so many people were, you know, for marginalized communities, they they have such few safe spaces, and fewer and fewer, as Andrew pointed out, as they keep getting demonized for just, just political bullshit just political fodder that's having real consequences for people's lives is so deeply sad so yeah i think that's our only bit of deeply ununique advice which is have each other's backs know your community know each other provide safe spaces for each other and yeah Yeah. we're we're all we have and 
and try to expand that community i guess if that's mm. you know this is this is just one piece of it but like the people you know calling for these shootings like every republican that supports it which is every republican and this goes down to like you know sure it's sort of cutesy to have like a oh i've got a conservative uncle conservative dad but like you know, we are reaching the time when it is, you know, if if their rhetoric is only theoretical to you, then you are very mm-hmm. immensely privileged. And mm-hmm. um, it is not that way for many, many, many people. And um, I don't know. I've been seeing shit even on, you know, uh, even more racist, fascist Twitter and other places um, where it's like, it's all about getting along. Like, if you could possibly get into the mindset of, it's all about just talking to conservatives now. I mean, not that I think you ever should have been able to, but look, fine, people have different perspectives. Um, But if now you're of the, like, we can all just get along if we just talked and listened is even more delusional than it's ever been. Like, these are people who are willing to murder people at a club, a club that they don't, you know, they already, if you hate gay folks, you don't have to go into this club. Um, or right. in any club, like just this, the simple matter of existing caused murderous rage and it's causing murderous rage among these conservative folks. And they're being helped by helped and aided and abetted by media, by our, the, you know, our literal government, the most, you know, powerful bodies in the land are calling for this stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. It's not, it's not like something you can fucking hide behind anymore. There isn't like a, Oh, you know, he's a little conservative. It's like, and again, I would stress this has been this way since my entire life. Uh, Forever. Yeah. But fine. If, you, if you're if you only opening your eyes to it now, whatever. But to, to keep right. those... Yeah. Sorry. Which is ironically... No, no, no. You're right. I just like had a thought when I thought I didn't have thoughts, which is the story of this podcast. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's so funny that the right has demonized the word woke, which to the point where I certainly never want to hear it again from anybody. But that's truly what it's in reference to is if you are just now literally waking up to things that have always affected people of color and marginalized people, that's not the worst thing. It's not great that it took you till 2022 and you're probably in your 30s or 40s, but hey, or at least you're not wasting you are, yeah. Yeah, who knows? At least you're not, I'm just guessing based on our listenership, but Ooh. at least you're not wasting another second still being asleep. So if if you are just now connecting the dots between these right-wing politicians who say things like taking kids to drag shows is dangerous by constantly beating the drum that people who are just trying to live their lives are quote-unquote dangerous, they are directly feeding into the justification that these murderers have in in murdering these people because if they keep labeling them dangerous then at a certain point the craziest bigots are going to think it's their calling to take out the threat so uh, that and that is i will say as you go into this terrible holiday that is your duty to tell your stupid fucking conservative uncle if he's got some shit to spout off about kids and drag queens or whatever the hell like connect those dots for their dumb asses and do it right over their terrible mashed potatoes do it right in front of their salad because (laughs) yeah that's the least you can do the least you can do is be a mouthpiece for you know not letting them hide and think that these things are unrelated well and and a thing that we've said on the show before but i feel like maybe not enough recently is like like 
this isn't a matter of like equal benign opinions. Like, because no. what often happens There's is no like both sides. your bigot, your bigot, um, confidently, let's just say uncle or father, but it could be any, any one, um, will say something. Well, it's just because his wife isn't allowed to talk. And yeah. And, and, you know, the people listening to this podcast might be tempted but scared to want to push back. And the reason you're scared is because you will be told, why are you starting a fight? Why are you being unreasonable? Why can't you let him have his opinion? And mm-hmm. the response to that is his opinions, again, 90, not 90. Let's see. Oh, we can check the, the you know, voting right, you know, voting record. But it's about 60% of those people are hymns um, that are doing this shit, I suppose. Um like those opinions as expressed are dehumanizing um fighting words like they started mm-hmm. a fight by treating these um people as if you know treating these opinions that are causing violence and death in the world as um just a salient thing you could just are allowed to say out loud so pushing yeah. back is not starting the fight they started the fight when they said they're homophobic or whatever shit and if you are in a situation where you're being policed in a in a way that's like both sides get to say their thing or like why can't you let them respect their opinion it's that's not true like these like peacemakers are not they are siding on the side of bigotry like sorry mm-hmm. peacemakers in deep uh, scare quotes like they're not peacekeepers they are simply propping up fucking um bigotry i guess yeah and the most it feels like this likelihood is going to be well, you know what? It's all kinds of the the bigots like repeating the same shit always. So, huh. wow. We said we'd just do that quickly because we don't have anything to say, and I guess we still kind of don't. But I th- think some of the things we said, I wanted to repeat anyway. Yeah, Is that normal. It's um, as normal as it can be. Why don't yeah. we um take a break and then get back to what we're better at, which is dunking on racists and occasionally our listeners. Occasionally, I mean constantly. We're back. Guys, I got really, I got hot news, a hot update right as we took that break. Uh I got a text from my friend Sean. Uh It just says, Collards achieved. Yeah, <laughs> this is re- this is happening in real time. You guys watched me go through a real journey where I was having to grapple with what type of a mess of greens I was going to have to make. Thanksgiving got saved. Secure. Wow. Where are you on mustard greens? They're those are, fine. They're just those are my favorite of the bitter greens. It's just like they don't. It's fine. It's a texture thing. Hmm. Got collards like. The, the whole thing about collards is you got to break them down. You have to break their spirit over many days. And especially oh. when you go vegan, you don't have ham hock to help you. So you really have to punish them into submission. And mustards, they fold a little too easy. Oh, you just, you just, uh, you know, like they don't put up enough of a fight for you. They don't put up enough of a fight. <laughs> and then they're, they're not as toothsome when you do go to eat them. Like you really come uh, to an understanding with collards. Yeah. I just like the fl- the flavor, I think, of mustard greens better. But that's also more of a Chinese thing. I'm just doing... Yeah, I think if you're going to... Well, because you guys don't, like, cook all of the nutrients out of them. Like, you, like, saute them where they're still kind of bright green. Yeah, just a little ginger, a little ginger, a little uh, Shaoxing wine, a little garlic, and uh, mustard greens. Yeah, not... It's still pretty soft, but not too soft. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
college, I, they're meant to be brown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not against it. I just love the bitter greens. I hear you. There's room for all. I, I would always have mustard. a bonus green. going to go with mustard. I'm wagging my pen at the Zoom window like a, a real dick. <laughs> like a, one of those YouTube uh, podcast guys who's always yeah. putting stuff on the screen to talk about. I'm a, like a TikToker. Oh my God. Wait, Sean just texted. Sorry, you're getting real updates. Sean said, and somebody was trying to hide them. I had to dig behind the bok choy. I got all of the collards. The aunties are steaming. <laughs> what the hell? I bet someone hit them back there because they were going to come back and get them. All right, you wow. keep talking now. Collard green shortage. I just texted him that he saved me. Guys, we're do- we're truly doing the other show. While Andrew's texting, let me tell you about the other show. In case you're like you're a new list, you're a listener and you're like, what is this chaos? Uh so we do the racism show every week. And then on Fridays, because we like hanging out and we don't like the racism, we do a hangout show where we talk about good fun things that people of color are doing. And it's more like this where we're Googling, is there a collard green shortage shortage? But so apparently there was a big collard green shortage in 2018, and that's dominating. And we're still feeling it. I don't. I mean, you keep talking. I don't know, we're gonna, give me 20 more seconds of scrolling. Speaking of Andrew talking, one of the series that we just finished that came out this week is called Andrew Sings, where Andrew oh is singing God. Sia Chandelier over three episodes, and the final performance episode just dropped where Andrew learns the <laughs> chorus and does a full run through full performance of the song it's incredible I just listened to it it is oh, it's giving me the willies just hearing you guys talk about it you shouldn't have the willies I should I'm very drunk we recorded all three parts over one boozy <laughs> afternoon and so the third part you're really hearing the effects of at one point I go off on a tangent about country music structure it's I'm loving there's it. a lot this is this is uh, what people want from us I feel like I texted Tawny and Andrew last night I for some reason lose my I mean the answer is alcohol some reason I don't know it's just more I don't know what happened um, but <laughs> over the three episodes, I like lose my voice as if I'm the one that's singing for two straight hours. And the part three, you just really hear me like, you're really, you're really crushing it, Andrew. And I'm like, it's so, I don't know. That's probably not a good sell. I don't sound good on the last one. <laughs> I don't, I think it's fine. It's I think, amazing. I mean, it was so fun. I'm so proud of it. Cannot stress again. I will never listen back to it. It's <laughs> gives me, gives me the willies just thinking about it, but. But you can get those episodes at our subscription site. So if you like us and you're tired of racism, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and if your answer to that is no, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> but you can get that at our subscription site, which is suboptimalpods.com. If you subscribe to the bundle, you'll get all that stuff we talked about. Uh, there's lots of other tiers below that. Go check it out. Go check it out. You can also gift it for the holiday season. You can gift like a handful Ooh, yeah. of months. So if you don't have a gift for people and you think they might like more of us. Oh, and I guess I guess um, our joke tier for one hundred dollars, I would unblock someone on Twitter. Um, mm. That that remains. I've still got mad people blocked on Twitter, and it's only going to be more, to be honest. Yeah, for six hundred dollars, we'll get on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. We might oh. have to when it shuts down eventually. I, Andrew I unblocks say, people on Tumblr. <laughs> I I started a the Hive account. I, I heard about the hive. 
I wanted it's to do the, a little more research just because it's so new. I just before figured we recommended it. I will I will log in and start an account so I can at least hold the name. But yeah, yeah. go to go to Andrew T on the Hive. I like the sound of that. The Hive. It it looks like Twitter exactly the same as Twitter. I think I, I it at least from a technical standpoint, it seems like exactly what I want, which is the exact same shit. But with nice. like less less open Nazi shit. Open Nazis. Let's kick a voicemail. Hi. So it's long time listener, first time caller. Um Halloween just happened and me and my new boyfriend went to a Halloween party dressed as uh, Max and Roxanne from a goofy movie. Uh, we are both white. Uh, just last night, my ex-boyfriend called me up, and he's a black man, and he went off on me about how us going as his favorite black movie was an insult to him and racist. And I'm just wondering if it was racist or she was just being salty. Anyway, thank you. Love y'all guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of big swings in the world, but I kind of got to hand it to this man. This man who is still in love with this woman who's like, I got to call her. That hurt me too deep. He's like, not November only 1st. did you go <laughs> as my, yeah, my favorite movie, but also this was a racism you have done unto me. <laughs> in order to dress as these cartoon characters. Oh, that well, is so funny. So it should be said, we on uh, on a uh, Suboptimal Bundle uh, show. First among one, other, I think. Among other people. Oh, I know exactly when. It was released on January 6th. That's right. <laughs> 2021. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Because. We released it, and then the Capitol storming happened, and we were like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, we released a watch-along like, of a Goofy movie. Did one cause the other? It's impossible to say. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, the, but <laughs> but uh, in that, we do say definitively that the Goofy movie is a black movie. A black movie. I guess These do we... black characters. Yeah. However... The, yeah. the Disney Corporation didn't decide that. Yeah. We as a culture, I think, have decided it. Yeah. but I, So I don't think we should say white people can't dress as Max and Roxanne. That feels I, needless. It just feels like that cannot be right. <laughs> Wait, right? I'm not right? No, that like, yes, they are like, Black, but they're not black as in the characters. I don't, yeah. What am I saying? It's all it's, so, yeah. I don't think we can, I think it's a cartoon. And I think, yes, for all the positive reasons, the culture has embraced this as a black movie. But I don't yeah. think we get to gatekeep yeah. <laughs> a goofy movie from white I guess people. I, I think I that's about crazy. To say, I was about to say, <laughs> one of the most unhinged and incorrect things I would ever even considered saying, which is, I guess I just don't think Goofy's legally black. <laughs> <laughs> That's in quotes, and I only said that to say I didn't say that. <laughs> because that is yeah, like, 
I what is even wrong with me that any of that would come through my brain in that way? (laughs) I guess I'll ask this on mic, Andrew. Is that allowed to be the episode title, or should I just start (laughs) writing other ones? You should. I I suspect just for the sake of. Because I'm going to text you it tomorrow asking if it's okay, so I might as well ask now. <laughs> it feels That's like a good a, point. Let's do it, our business right it now. It feels like a bad idea. <laughs> this whole show is a bad idea. Oh my I, God. I can't decide. Yeah, that's true. I, it feels like a bad idea, but counterpoint, is it a worse idea than anything else we do ever? <laughs> we'll oh sit up. Oh, God. I think this girl's boyfriend is just ex-boyfriend is just still holding a candle for her and he's just yeah. lashing out. Yeah. I guess it feels like a lash out. <laughs> feels like a lash out. It's what because there's a separate conversation, right? If their favorite movie was something else, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and they dressed as Sloan and whatever, and he called and was like, You dressing as my favorite movie with your new boyfriend is a slap in the face. That's a conversation mm-hmm. that's like, this sucks, but like I get it. I'm curious mm-hmm. how long of a breakup has it been? Like, did they break up in <laughs> September and then she started dating someone in October? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Way how long. Soon. Yeah. yeah. Is it like <laughs> we just broke up? Who is this man? What is this? Where, where's what's the statute of limitations? What's the like appropriate buffer period between <laughs> dressing as your ex's favorite movie? And then I guess for you, caller, were you trying to be a little messy? I think we've put to bed the. Is it racist? I think you're fine. But I'm like, we try to be messy, try to be like, you know who we should dress as. And this new guy is like, sure, I've never seen that movie. That sounds fine. <laughs> sounds right. fine. You know what? And to the extent that like it is it, it racist has really like, because here's the thing with the caller is the caller has to understand that, you know, again, whatever Goofy's legal status is. Um, like, legal. the movie, the movie culturally, I, I gotta stop. It was, what a, what a first draft thought that I've now repeated, like, four times. Um, like, culturally, like, I, it feels, like, very clear that the caller is aware of the, like, blackness of the Goofy movie discourse. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like, you and your white boyfriend dressing up as those characters does sort of like yeah throw like a like a you know that Why kind of like that? technicality yeah that like kind of like yeah cuz i think the thing is it's like sure technically you're right but like to kind of like on some level do this to needle a black person about it then starts to just be like what are you doing like why would you do this it feels messy yeah, I could see I could see a world where if it weren't, I, I I could see a world where this is much worse than like our first reaction. I guess yeah. it seems pointed. As, yeah, as we talk about it, it's like pointed in a way, especially with like a two white people doing it who have some awareness. Because it, you're right that it's like one of those things that's like so silly that it elicits a reaction that is over the top. But if you kind of know that you're going to get that reaction, then you're like yeah. kind of creating this reaction that then is like kind of is racist. But I don't know why I'm riding so hard for these people. I don't even really like Halloween, but well, we, because- we have often said, go ahead. I was going to say, because it's such a bonkers thing to say in response. But 
Is it? Yeah. I I just I'll just say that just so that we're keeping our ducks in a row because we have said there are plenty of ways to dress for Halloween as quote unquote black characters without making yourself in any way black. Like it it does not mean that the character has to be off limits. And I always use that little boy dressed as Malcolm X as an example, not that Malcolm X is a character, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a way to dress as an historical figure, as a politician, whatever, without painting your skin or wearing a wig that I think is still allowed. So why are the goofies off <laughs> limits? After all this, they said in a photo and they're just in full blackface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, it's dog brown. I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you got caught twice, you Toddy. Got caught. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, we, got, we, we got more out of this voicemail than I honestly thought yeah, we were going to be on. able to. This, just, this feels messy, caller. It feels messy. Yep. Um, but I don't, I don't think you're a hard R racist. <laughs> hey, Andrew, Tani, Kevin, and anyone else who may be present. Um, I am calling, this is a snitch slash a, an endorsement of Andrew's local votes matter policy. Um, I live in Texas in a suburb of Austin, and we literally have people running for the school board who are like, Ban CRTs. There's one guy, his name's Don Zimmerman. There's one guy whose posters literally say, teach ABCs and one, two, threes, not CRTs and LGBTs. So, like, these people are openly racist and homophobic, and that's what they're running for the school board on. So, like, vote for better people on the school board because. Even if you hate children, they're gonna be adults one day. Anyways, I know y'all don't hate children. Bye. Ah. <laughs> Thank you for that disclaimer. We do not hate children. I just don't want to raise one. I hate children. Having children is like saying, "Do you want to go to a baseball game every day for eighteen years?" It's just like I like baseball fine, but no, <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> Oh my god! Thank you, caller, for snitching on this terrible politician. Yeah, Fucking, yeah, Fuck yeah. The asshole. school board votes matter. Every fucking vote matters. Who becomes your librarian matters. Yeah, as the we're shit seeing, that feels like small and municipal and seems small and mockable. You know, that whole show Parks and Rec was all about how small government is overlooked all the time. But like, yeah. surprise, that shit matters. Well, and right, and even even if it's like, cause I know I often come off sounding like hopeless or defeatist about like national stuff but look like all that stuff all it is is laws that are people helping or hurting other people and Mm -hmm. yes of course things like national budgets are stuff that like are immense robberies often but you know things that like limit people's rights are just enforced by um people at a local level like even in mm-hmm. our example, right? Like allegedly liberal, quote unquote, Los Angeles. Like how how liberal can you really live as a city when you have like, uh, in our case, we just voted out um, um, Villanueva, the sheriff who was like a white supremacist, um, awful, awful, awful gang member of a human being. That's all completely more or less allegedly true. Um <laughs> Um, but you know what it's like like you know I think the starkest version of that was like in some of the darkest times in like 2019 and 2020 
um, those moments of like, well, I live in LA, right? Even if things really get bad, how bad could it be? And then it became this very clear thing that maybe very, not maybe, definitely should have been more clear in retrospect. It's like watching the LAPD, um, for instance, act. Um, there's no like liberal cities. We're not protected and we're not free. Like we still are, these are the people that implement law enforcement. Um, and, or, or whatever. Like, like, so in this case, like a school board, like, you know, regulating, like, not just like what's allowed to be in schools, but even the things that are allowed, like how they're implemented, knowing when to stand mm -hmm. up to injustice, injustice um, on a federal level. Um, these things are all like questions that are being asked at a small level. And yeah. for fucking local school board, guess what? In all likelihood, unless that motherfucker runs unimposed, unopposed, but I guess it's possible, of course. Like, if there's a competitive race, that's just going to be decided by, like, a couple hundred people. That's going to be decided by, like, right. the number of people you can see going outside, you know, in all likelihood. I know some people yeah. live in very rural areas, but you get my drift. You, this, that shit will be decided by the number of people in your phone. Okay, way to brag about having a lot of friends. Oh, it's not, it's not that many. Wow. But anyway, we'll talk about You have about a lot story. of phone numbers in your phone. Wow. We'll that will be decided by four of Kevin's phones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You guys, uh, you understand what I'm saying, though. It's like enough people that you can talk to. Um, yeah. So, like, just, like, consider. And the other side is, like, although, again, I'm, like, you know, I talk the way I talk. And partially the way I talk the way I talk is I live in a place like Los Angeles, where on a federal or even state level, my vote and my resources have almost no bearing on the outcome. Whereas even LA City Council, which is actually huge, um, even for a, a city council, it's like, you know, it has to be one of the biggest in, I guess, the planet, um, as far as like number of people represented it's still just like useful and they don't, they're not, they don't detract from each other. Um, they, they're additive. This is like helping, helping people with the, the power of the community is all that government really can be anyway. So it's just a matter of scale. I'm sure that was wildly reductive and your right wing uncle didn't love hearing that, but play it loud, rewind this and play it again at Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I tried to Google quickly, but I'm bad at this. I was trying to figure out if that person that the caller snitched on had a an opponent that we could mm. point you all to to research and potentially donate to if you were so inclined. Yeah, um, I possibly, don't know who the opponent is, so I'm not endorsing that person. But just possibly too late to by now. Research. Also, yeah, but it's like like you know all we're doing is using money and the force of things like arms and to to help or hurt people and you can't do mm -hmm. you can't maybe you personally can't encompass all of those things but you can encompass some of them um mm -hmm. and that's it i know you guys let me soapbox in the beginning you let me say the thing about goofy and then you let me soapbox again and i appreciate it it was good mm. i think it was good and i think what, that it at least one of them was not good <laughs> Well, we don't have to litigate which. I think that uh, I think it's a perfect way to end this episode and to point people once again to all three glorious parts of Andrew Sings available now in the Suboptimal Bundle. If you mm -hmm. liked hearing Andrew talk, 
wait till you hear him sing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really like, glorious. if you don't like hearing me talk, which is also some people, you're going to love hearing me sing. That's true. It has a real, it's a real win-win. Yeah. Um, thank you for calling in. Check out our other stuff at suboptimalpods.com. Give it as a gift. Call in 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. Mm-hmm. What else? Find, find me on The Hive at Andrew T. Mm-hmm. Find me at Trondi Newman, still just on Instagram and Twitter, but who knows? Who knows where we'll be? I'm not making Find Kevin gonna, J. Bartelts. I'm making both of you guys an account right now. Okay, oh, wow. this is a good this is a no. good way to spend the outro. I'm not Maybe maybe the people. we'll change the Twitter tier on Suboptimal to um you get the Andrew Sings episodes where I mute the backing tracks and it's just Andrew <laughs> just Andrew's vocal. Uh we should add just a new layer. I think for one thousand dollars you could you can have me you could have me singing raw. <laughs> You can hear the isolated tracks. Uh, well, look forward to that. Give we'll come up with a number. That no, how about this? We'll we'll uh, we'll start at a thousand and work our way down until we get one sale, and then and then we'll see how it goes. So, it. all right, for, for this week, not a serious offer, but for this week, it's one thousand dollars to hear <laughs> Andrew sings "Chandelier" without backing tracks. Oh, we love it. I we love sick, you. Sick to my stomach just saying that out loud. All right, peace. Bye. This is suboptimal.